Show Me The Money with your host, Jane Luscombe. The Commission's carrying out a review of retirement income policies and we've spent a lot of time focusing heavily on KiwiSaver and that stirred up a lot of debate, uh, particularly among the public, with lots of questions being asked and quite a lot of um, misunderstanding. So I'm joined by our very own David Boyle, Group Manager of Investor Education, to uh, answer some of these hits and myths around KiwiSaver. So um, one of the things people get confused about is the member tax credit, isn't it? Yes, it is. Through the feedback we've had both publicly and at other mediums that we've been involved with around the discussion of KiwiSaver, member tax credits are, you know, probably not named as well as it could be, and people get have been getting a little confused around how they get, gain access to it. Simply put, if you're 18 years of age or over, you're eligible to receive a matching contribution from the government. Now many people think you've got to put in $1,040 to get the maximum of 521. If you can't afford 1,040, you don't have to put that in. Uh, as a minimum, for every dollar that you put in, the government will match that by 50 cents. So that, that doesn't preclude people that may not have the money or, or, or the, um, I guess, the contribution to put in as a whole. But a great way to start doing that is by setting up a direct debit from your bank to your provider for around, you know, could be even $5 a week to get started. And how much a week is it if you do want to get the full amount? If you want to get the full amount, you're essentially looking around $20 a week. The period of time that the member tax credit is calculated is from the 1st of July to the 30th of June. So as long as you get uh, some contributions within that period of time, you'll get uh, a matching contribution to get the full 1040 You'd need to start that direct debit in, in the month of July. Great. So good to know. You, whatever you save is going to get you some free money back from the government. So another question or comment we have is that people could lose all their money if their provider collapses. Yeah, and that's not probably an uncommon fear given the recent uh, credit crisis we had in 2007 where a lot of New Zealanders had invested money into, say for example, finance companies and when they fell over they lost, they lost their investment as well. KiwiSaver is not like that. The providers themselves are going to invest the money on behalf of you into a range of different assets like cash and shares and fixed interest and property, um, but it's not invested in their company. Their role is to invest it on your behalf. So if they did fall over and they had managed the money and put the money into those assets, then your investment wouldn't be impacted on that basis. So that's, that's dealt with uh, providers, but what about people who think they could lose all their money in the funds? So going back to where the money's invested is going to going to have quite an impact on not only um, the return you get, but also perhaps the, the what we call in, in a sense volatility or the fluctuation of balance that, uh, that you'd see if you looked at your KiwiSaver on a regular basis. Taking a step back, the money that you're investing in KiwiSaver is diversified amongst a wide range of different asset classes that we touched on before. These can be shares both in New Zealand but also internationally, so shares in companies, and fixed interest both in company uh, bonds and government bonds, both nationally and internationally, and property securities and cash. Now the thing is, you could you could lose all your money, perhaps, but it would it would be a, a, it would have to take a massive, uh, I guess, disaster to occur for all the markets to crash at the same time and and have no value. And the beautiful thing about KiwiSaver is it's 
it gives you some protection around that risk of concentration in one particular stock or company uh, or even country and diversifies it. So it's, it, would, it would be very difficult to lose all your money in KiwiSaver, but, but it, you know, it's not impossible. And let's face it, you could lose, I mean, there's nowhere safe for your money, is there? Even under the mattress, your house could burn down. So there's always an element of risk wherever you put your money. Um, 2.6 million people, New Zealanders, are now signed up to KiwiSaver. That's still a substantial number who aren't. And some of them have said to us the reason, or one of the reasons, is because they don't trust the government. Yes, and look, and, and that's probably a, a kind of a normal human human behaviour or, or feeling. Um, and and it's not not to say that things might not change in the future uh, around what KiwiSaver might be today because it has gone through a lot of change. I guess we can't foresee what's going to happen then, but looking back, if you'd been in KiwiSaver when it first started, on the premise that even if you didn't like the government, that this is a good vehicle for long-term savings, you've missed out on um, the $1,000 kickstart, the member tax credits since inception, your employer contribution matching in most cases um, uh, at 3%. So, you know, making that assumption or decision um, probably has impacted a lot of people that if that was the reason they didn't didn't choose to invest in, um, they might certainly not be in the same position of those that perhaps felt like that but but saw KiwiSaver as, and as, as, as what it is, a long-term our savings product to to help you in retirement in your retirement years. Awesome, thank you for that, David. And we've got a survey on our website asking people what they think about KiwiSaver. So do have a look and let us know your thoughts. Thanks for listening. Join us next time for another Show Me the Money, produced by the Commission for Financial Capability, helping Kiwis build wealthy lives.